I'm Michael Williams, Artistic Director of Sydney Writers Festival. We hope you enjoy this conversation recorded live at the 2021 festival. I'd like to acknowledge that I'm standing right now on and speaking from the unceded land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and to the First Nations writers, intellectuals and cultural figures I'm sharing the stage with tonight. I also would like to express my admiration to the organisers for persevering with the festival this year. Your new grey hairs are not for nothing. Thank you. <laughs> the distance between my mouth and this mic. Get close. Don't eat the mic. Maybe eat the mic a little. How close is too close? Could this be one of the questions of our times? like what is to be done and who is to blame were the big questions of the 19th century, at least for some of the world, at least for the bit of the world I was born into a century later. The shoulder of the person next to you here in this auditorium tonight of a stranger or their knees, it used to be whatever, part of the furniture, and now each of the body protrusions has maybe a force field of its own. In any case, the distance between you and them it's something else now. In English, the de facto language of the world for now, but surely not for much longer, Chinese, Arabic, French, they are coming. The expression is to be joined at the hip, a reference to twins, no golden star for that guess. Separating conjoined twins is famously a surgical nightmare, but what about the reverse surgery? Surgeons, conjoin us, please. Maybe that's what you want too to be too close to another being. In Spanish, I read this on some idiom site, which I need to tell you because I don't speak Spanish, even though I did two semesters of it in my 20s, but whatever these two semesters gave me is gone, together with my university Portuguese and most of the teenage German and my childhood Ukrainian, gone, all gone. In Spanish, it's fingernail and flesh. I like the smallness of the image, the cellular, ingrown feel of it, where it directs your gaze. In my mother tongue, Russian, the expression is, you couldn't split them apart with water. In villages, they would stop bulls fighting by pouring water on them, men fighting too, if the fighting looks serious enough. Inseparable means there aren't enough buckets of the water in the world, not enough wells from which these buckets are to be drawn. Maybe this is what's on your mind right now. Maybe the fingernail in the flesh is your dream too, now that loving and staying away, staying away are newly conjoined. The peripersonal space, the space immediately around your body, in which you perceive objects and threats differently, which some scientists call a second skin or a buffer. Some scientists, what does it even mean? The space which you take up differently to the rest of the shared public social space, any breach of which is sometimes described tellingly as an invasion, returning to which in one's mind leads to the question of an individual margin of safety, quote unquote, how much margin do you need? Which in turn props up an insidious idea of safety as an individual by individual proposition. One person specific safety, 
It makes as much sense as talking about one person's chunk of sky or air. This idea of safety that's never made any sense, yet has been moving around at least some of the world, the bit of the world I was not born into, but here I am with the well-oiled matter-of-factness of a daggy truism. Will it stop now, do you think? Is it over? In the 2008 Beijing Olympics, Milorad Kavic lost the 100-meter butterfly final to Michael Phelps, lost by one hundredth of a second. You can find a bunch of theories about what happened, who actually lost and who won. Phelps got his eighth gold medal out of that race, which he didn't need, but so be it. I can't bear a whiff of conspiratorially-minded thinking after the last few years. Can you? Plus, those super-close finishes in the Olympics are not uncommon. I'm thinking about this particular moment because about a year ago, 12 years after the race, Kavic said to a journalist, I just wanted to know the person that, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be pegged to. Explaining why he tried to spend some time with Phelps days after the race, they didn't have to talk about what happened, just hanging out together would have been enough, being close for a moment after being so close in the race, too close for the naked eye. But Phelps wouldn't give him the time of day, wouldn't give him more than five minutes, and that was the worst bit, so Kavich said to the journalist. That Michael Phelps referred to ad nauseum as arguably the greatest Olympian of all time would fight so hard against the threat of what Elena Ferrante termed the dissolving margins. That Michael Phelps would know instinctively that the greatest vulnerability was to be found precisely there. What did it matter that this guy he'd already defeated wanted to chat? That felt to me like a story for our times. One New Year's Eve party... Ferrante's Lila and the, in the Neapolitan novels sees her brother Rina break. I'm not sure if Phelps read Ferrante. Am I making a cheap joke at the expense of our elite athletes? If so, shame on me. But here is Ferrante's Lila. It's a quote. Something violated the organic structure of her brother, exercising over him a pressure so strong that it broke down his outlines and the matter expanded like a magma, showing her what he was truly made of. She had the impression that, as Rena moved, as he expanded around himself, every margin collapsed. Apparently magma can be hotter than lava. The distance from the middle fingertip of one hand to the, mingle, to the middle finger of the other hand of an adult with both arms outstretched is called a fathom. Outstretched arms are back, and with them the world of outer edges of what you can reach, just. The 0.5 meters we see insisted on everywhere is a rough approximation, of course, like 2.4 meters enshrined in the building code of Australia as the standard ceiling height of a habitable house in this country. Habitable houses, habitable planets. No, no, I'm not stretching parallels to make a painfully obvious point. Okay, I'm stretching parallels. And the painfully obvious point is that in our state of rolling multiple crises, plural with an E, which will not be over in our lifetimes, all kinds of ideas have been sold to us about safety and survival and futures. Every time our current moment gets plugged, plugged into the grand machine for public metaphor production, 
to suggest that safety as a category is fundamentally predicated on keeping distance, to be then bundled perversely with we are in it together, disfiguring beyond recognition what we know to be true about ourselves and our relationships to other beings, human and non-human, this being particularly rich in a settler colonial state built on an ongoing theft, my suggestion is to spit these ideas right out, spit them out. Perhaps this is what festivals might be for, after all, for the collective moments of noticing and expulsion. Not telling anyone how to run festivals, God forbid. Not telling anyone how to run anything. How close is too close? And it's shadow question, how much is too much? I'm asking because a real community is two things, really, the too close and the too much. Too much responsibility, too much knowledge, too much grief, and too much love. That's the horizon, the only one that makes any sense now. Neither for the first nor for last time, what is identified as a problem is in fact the only location of hope. Fingernail and flesh, baby. Fingernail and flesh. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to and rate our channel wherever you listen to your podcasts.